Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. We're tallying up and analyzing some of the major lies of disgraced attorney and accused killer, Alec Murdoch. Welcome to Sidebar, presented by Law & Crime. I'm Jesse Weber. Here at Law & Crime, we report on so many scary, dangerous situations that people end up in, so it's always important to be aware of your surroundings, and safety is key, and that is where Palm Pepper Spray can really help. This is a discreet but very powerful personal defense tool. It shoots up to 12 feet using the strongest legal formula of pepper spray. Super safe, easy to use, ready to fire. You just point and spray. And the best part, we have a promo code for you so you can always stay safe. Save 10% by using code LAWCRIME10 at palmpepperspray.com. And always remember to call 911 if you see someone in trouble. Did you continue lying after that night? Did you not? But once I lied, I continued to lie. Yes, sir. Why? You know, oh, what a tangled web we weave. But once I told a lie, I mean, I told my family, I I had to keep lying. We're still picking up the pieces of the testimony of Alec Murdoch, the disgraced former South Carolina attorney on trial for murder. Pretty shocking to see a defendant get on the stand and admit that he lied. You don't see that every day. Usually defendants are saying they're telling the truth, but it might be very strategic what is happening here. Now, remember, Alec Murdoch is accused of shooting to death his wife, Maggie, and son, Paul, on their family property back on June 7th, 2021. During the course of this trial, which is actually coming to an end shortly, or it appears to be coming to an end shortly, the prosecution has presented the theory that Murdoch killed his family to distract attention away from alleged financial crimes that were about to be exposed. And we're going to get to that in a minute. But Alec Murdoch has been very adamant that he did not kill his wife and son and his defense attorneys have said that the prosecution has failed to prove their case beyond a reasonable doubt and that the circumstantial evidence is weak but now alec murdoch took the stand and one of the main themes of his testimony was that he lied and he lied about a lot now we're going to discuss some of the major lies that he claims he told and their significance but an overall take here It seems to be that maybe the reason he was doing this, and by the way, it's possible and seems very likely that he said these things on the stand against the advice of his counsel. Remember, it's a defendant's decision to take the stand, and that is the defendant's decision alone. But it seems to me that one strategy here, one theory could be that, hey, jury, I'm admitting to what I lied about, and the fact that I can come clean about these lies means that you should trust me when I say I didn't kill my wife and son. So let's start with the big one, being at the crime scene. Paul and Maggie's dead bodies, they were found by Alec Murdoch at the kennels on their family property. He says he came home from visiting his sick mom. He found them there, called 911 at around 10.06 p.m. And since this case has started, Murdoch was adamant that he wasn't at the kennels. In fact, listen to what he told law enforcement multiple times. Well, Maggie went to go to the kennels. And Paul Paul left. And I'm assuming... You know, I'm assuming Paul left okay. because of, you know, gotcha. what happened. 
I mean, I'm assuming it went to the kennels. Okay. And what did you do once Maggie and Paul left? I stayed in the house. Okay. And I was watching TV, looking at my phone, and I actually fell asleep on the couch. Okay. I stayed on the couch, and I dozed off. And then I got up. Did you watch TV that night? I know the TV was, I believe the TV was on. But I wasn't watching it. I've got information that Paul was overcoming. Had you confronted him with what you're about asking prior to this? No, I had not. The question you had just asked him, did that deal with whether he went down to the kennels or not after supper? Correct. And he said he had not? He had not. And Maggie was heard in the background, and you were heard in the background. And that was prior to that. Rogan Gibson asked me if I was up there. He said he thought it was me. Was it you? At 9 o'clock? Yes, sir. No, sir. Not if my times are right. Who do you think it could have been? I have no idea. And Rogan's been around your family for pretty much all his life. Absolutely. And he recognizes your voice, and you have a distinct voice. Do you think of anybody else that has a voice similar to yours that he may have misinterpreted? No, sir. But then during this trial, the prosecution played a video that was taken off of Paul's phone, the infamous kennel video. And it was recorded at 8.44 p.m., lasted until 8.45 p.m. This is minutes before prosecutors say the two were killed. And again, this is by the kennels. This is at the crime scene. Get back. Get back. Quit, Cash. Come on. Quit. Okay. Come here. Oh, Come here, Cash. Shit. Come here. Post it. Cash. Hey, he's got a bird in his mouth. Bubba. Hey, Bubba. That's a guinea. This is a chicken. Come here, Bubba. Come here, Cash. Come here, Bubba. Cash. Quit. And multiple people have testified that on that video, they heard the voices of Maggie, Paul, and Alec Murdoch. Do you recognize any voices on that video? I recognize three. Can you tell the jury what voices you recognize? I recognize Paul Murdoch, 
I recognize Maggie Murdoch and I recognize Alec Murdoch. And when you say Alec Murdoch, do you see him in the courtroom here today? I do. Can you point him out for the jury, please? Yes, or sir. Describe him. He's wearing a blue uh, blazer and has his glasses on his head. And how sure are you? 100%. So Alec Murdoch gets on the stand, and in the first five minutes, not even the first five minutes, he addresses that video and his whereabouts. Mr. Murdoch, is that you? On the kennel video at 8.44 p.m. on June 7th, the night Maddie, Maggie and Paul were murdered. It is. Were you, in fact, at the kennels at 8.44 p.m. on the night Maggie and Paul were murdered? I was. Did you lie to Sled Agent Owen and Deputy Laura Rutland on the night of June 7th and told them that you stayed at the house after dinner? I did lie to them. Did you lie to Agent Owen and Agent Croft on the follow-up interview on June 10th that the last time you saw Maggie and Paul was at dinner? I did lie to them. And in the interview of August 11th, did you tell Agent Owen and Agent Croft, did you lie to them t by telling them that you were not down at the kennels on that night? Yes. Alec, why did you lie to Agent Owen, Agent Croft, and Deputy Rutland about the last time you saw Maggie and Paul? As my addiction evolved over time, I would get in these situations or circumstances where I would get paranoid thinking. Uh, and it, it could be anything that, that triggered it. It might be a look somebody gave me. It might be a reaction somebody had to something I did. Um, it might be a policeman following me in, in a car. Um, that night, June 7th, after finding Mags and Paul, 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 don't talk to anybody without Danny with you. All my partners were just repeatedly telling me that. I had a deputy sheriff taking gunshot tests from my hands. I'm sitting in a police car with David Owen asking me about my relationship with my wife and my son. And all those things coupled together after finding them, coupled with my distrust for SLED, caused me to have paranoid thoughts. So I can't emphasize how important that is. He is admitting that that is his voice and he was there. That places him at the crime scene. Likely scenario that's coming in the minds of the juries, it seems to me to suggest to the jury that if they believe the prosecution's timeline, that if he isn't the killer, then the jury could be thinking, okay, so if he isn't the killer, then whoever did this waited for him to leave, grabbed the family guns. Remember, the prosecution says it was the Murdoch family weapons that were used, even though the actual murder weapons were never recovered. So this person or persons grab the guns, they kill Maggie and Paul, they get out of there, and they left Alec Murdoch alive. They kill them right when Alec Murdoch leaves the kennels. Again, if they believe the prosecution's timeline. Does that seem a little too convenient? Does that seem reasonable? Could it have happened that way? Now, Prosecutor Creighton Waters really pressed Murdoch on this admission. That the first time that law enforcement officers that you've talked to 
and the prosecution and here in open court ever heard you say that you lied about being in the kennels was today in this court? Yes, I'm aware of that. You would agree with that? Yes, sir. All, right. All this time later, this is the first time you've ever said that. Yes, sir. Yeah, I think there's an interesting question to think about here. Would Alec Murdoch ever have admitted to being down at the kennels, again, the crime scene, if this kennel video never came out? Do you think he would have ever admitted it? Or was it because the video came out and it was because multiple people said that that's his voice, he really had nowhere else to go? Maybe, maybe not. And that is not the only thing that Alec Murdoch lied about being at the kennels. You see, he also lied about what he was doing instead. Remember, he said he stayed inside after dinner, watched TV, dozed off, took a nap, and then went to visit his sick mom. But now he says, well, actually, I didn't want to go down to the kennels, but I did, doing some stuff with the dogs, doesn't remember what he said to Paul and Maggie before he left. He might have left at 8.47 p.m., which again is just three or four minutes before when prosecutors believe the murders took place based on cell phone data. He didn't want to get all hot and sweaty since he just showered and changed and he went back to the house. So he wasn't just at the house the whole time, like he originally said. And again, Creighton Waters hit him on that. You testified you went inside and the TV's on, right? I did go inside and the TV was on. Okay. And you laid down. Is that right? I did. All right. Before you said you'd been napping for an hour or so or napping that entire time, but now you you lay down on the couch? That's correct. All right. And maybe doze for a second? Maybe. According to your new story? How long did you doze? I, I, if, if I dozed, extremely short time. Extremely short time? Because you would agree with me that at 9.02, you're up and moving according to the data. I agree that according to that data, my phone's recording steps at whatever time it is, 9.02 something. I don't know if I got up, uh, went to the bathroom. I don't know. I can't tell you exactly what I was doing. And that's far more steps in a shorter time period than, than any time prior, as you've seen from the testimony in this case. So what, what were you so busy doing? That's going to the bathroom? No, I don't, I don't think that I get on a treadmill? went to the bathroom. No, I didn't get on a treadmill. Jog in place? No, nope, I didn't jog in place. No, sir, I did not do jumping jacks. What were you doing, Mr. Murdoch, for those four months? Preparing to leave for my mom's house. What? What does that mean? I mean, you're in the front room on that couch where you say you laid down. The Suburban's just right outside. What all are you doing? I don't know if I got up and went to my room, went to the gun room, went back in that. Doing what? You've been so clear in your new story about everything. What, what were you doing during these four minutes? I, I disagree with your assertion about every detail. I don't recall. I know that I was getting up and I was leaving. I was going to check on my mom. So was he just getting ready to leave or cleaning up and covering up the murders of Paul and Maggie? Now, a little caveat here. There are other things that Alec Murdoch initially said that seem to be contradicted by the evidence and his testimony and the testimony of others. I don't want to say that those are lies per se. It seems that that's going to be up to the jury for now. There are just certain things that he did admit to lying to. And maybe he doesn't recall things or gets times and details wrong because of his drug use. Alec Murdoch testified that he was feeling paranoid because of the drugs. He wasn't thinking clearly on the day this happened. He testified he was taking a 
dozens of pills a day, sometimes 2,000 milligrams of oxycodone daily. And that brings me to the fact that Alec Murdoch admitted he lied about his drug problem. I lied to my family about my addiction. And you hid from them you were stealing client money, did you not? Oh, I never, they, they didn't know anything about that. And you've, you've lied to your law partners about financial dealings and perhaps your addiction? Yes. And we'll talk more about the pills in a bit, but you say you're already struggling with pills in 2006, correct? That's correct. Uh, but over that next 15 years, you still were able to maintain a lucrative law practice. Would you agree with that? Yes, sir. And you've already testified that all your law partners had no idea of this pill problem that you had all that time, correct? I'm testifying that I believe in fact, I'm certain that none of my partners knew I had an addiction. And look, that could really suggest he really did have a problem, and maybe that's why he was acting so strange and providing false information to police. Or it could also lend into what the prosecution says, that Alec Murdoch was afraid of his drug addiction and alleged financial crimes from being exposed, so he killed Maggie and Paul to distract attention away from that. The only problem with that is that while it's still not clear how much the law firm knew about the drug problems, it does seem pretty clear that Maggie and Paul knew about his addiction problems for a while, so there wouldn't really be a reason on that date, June 7th, to suddenly kill them. Something to think about for the jury, but a big lie nonetheless. All right, so we're going to continue with Alec Murdoch's lies, many that he admitted on the stand. Still pretty incredible to think about what he admitted to. And that leads me to discuss another big lie or series of lies, lying to his clients and law firm and friends and family about stealing money. I mean, he said this on the stand. Well, the jury's heard uh, about... Uh testimony of you stealing client funds. Did you do that? I did. Did you did. steal um, or divert that Ferris fee away from the law firm? I did. Um, how did you get in such a financial predicament that led you to steal money that wasn't yours? No, I'm not quite sure how I let myself get where I got, but it came from, you know, I battled that addiction for so many years. I was spending so much money on pills. I got in a spot I couldn't. Now, what type yeah. of addiction are you referring to? My, my addiction is yeah. to... Is to Opiate painkillers, and, and when specifically you... oxycodone, oxycontin. Did you lie to your clients? Did you lie to Pamela Pinckney? I did. Natasha Thomas? I don't know that I dealt with Natasha, but I certainly lied about that. Hakeem Pinckney? Again, I don't know that I talked to Hakeem, but I certainly lied about that. Arthur Badger? I did. The Plyler Girls? That's, I, I'm not sure that I talked specifically to them, but I lied about that. Dion Martin. I lied to Dion. Johnny Bush. Yes. 
Manuel Cristiani. I didn't have any conversations with him, but I certainly lied about it. Jamie and Richard. Yes. Randy Drotty. Yes. Jordan Jinks. Yes. Mary Duncan. Yes. Adriana Hay. Yes. Angel Gary. Yes. Christopher Anderson. Yes. Elise Mallory. Yes. Now, why this is so shocking is because Alec Murdoch faces over 90 separate charges related to these financial crimes. We're talking money laundering, tax evasion, theft, insurance fraud, all outside of this murder case. The fact that he just admitted all of this is devastating. I mean, is he not going to plead guilty now to all this? It's not clear. It's kind of hard for me to imagine that this is something his attorneys advised him to do. In fact, I think it might have been some disagreement between Alec Murdoch and his attorneys about his decision to testify. I said before, it is his decision to testify. The strategy here could be, again, jury, I'm admitting to some really devastating stuff, but I'm doing this to show you I may be a liar, I may be a cheat, but I am not a killer. If I admit this to you, then you could believe me when I say I didn't kill my wife and son. Then again, of course, the question is, if he can lie to his family, friends, law enforcement, clients, police, why should the jury really believe he's not lying to them now? What stops him from lying to them? I want to give a a separate specific call out for the lies that he told Tony Satterfield. Tony Satterfield is the son of the late Gloria Satterfield, who was the housekeeper for the Murdochs who died from a slip and fall at the Murdoch family home. Now, Tony Satterfield testified that Alec Murdoch told him and told him and his brother that he would make sure they were financially taken care of and advise them to file a wrongful death claim after his mother's death. The only problem is, according to Tony, Alec Murdoch never told him about the multiple settlements in this case, and the brothers were never paid anything. Just to clear this up, how often would you talk to the defendant? Uh, Three to four times a year or something, I believe. I can't recall. Every few months. Would you talk by phone or would you talk by text or both? Um, both. And when you would talk to him, would you ask about the status of your case? Yes. And each time you talked to him, what did he say? Um, it was making progress. Making progress. Did he say it was a hard case or not? Uh, yes. Did he ever tell you about how much money he might be able to get for you? Um, the goal was to get 100000 apiece for me and my brother. At any time... Over the years, did he ever tell you that there had already been a recovery in the case? No. At any time over the years, did he mention anything about having a $5 million umbrella policy? No. At any time, did he ever pay you one penny? No. And once again, Alec Murdoch admitted on the stand to what he did. Do you remember looking Tony Satterfield in the eye and lying to him? I remember lying to Tony Satterfield, and I remember looking him in the eye on many occasions. And lying to him? Yeah. Lying to his family? I lied to his family. I don't know if I did it in person, but I know I had phone conversations with him where I lied to him. So again, if he could lie to this innocent family, could he be lying to the jurors as well? How do they know? If he's telling the truth. All right, let's finish this out. 
And we're going to finish this out with another major lie. And this is the infamous roadside shooting. So we know that Alec Murdoch in September 2021 was shot. Now, at the time, he said it was some unknown shooter. However, Alec Murdoch would eventually reveal that that, too, was a lie that he got a man named Curtis Eddie Smith to shoot him as part of a scheme. A scheme where, with him dead, his surviving son Buster could potentially receive the proceeds of a multi-million dollar life insurance payout. And he would eventually admit this lie to law enforcement. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. And Alec Murdoch admitted this even further when he took the stand. You saw the video from the ambulance where you said you'd been attacked by an unknown assailant and described him? I did. And you heard the testimony from Ryan Kelly, where you again went into detail and described this attack from an unknown assailant? I did. And you heard the testimony about your interview on September 6th with law enforcement, in which you went into great detail and again described this unknown assailant? I did. And you heard the testimony, and in fact, the image was put in about how you sat down with a sled sketch artist and spent a period of time with her going forward and creating an image of the supposed assailant. I did sit down with her. I, I, I was in the hospital, and they came in, sat down with me, asked me a bunch of questions. Mm -hmm. I answered their questions. And yes, you did. You it sat came there. To a, it came up with a composite. Yes, sir. Sat there and answered their questions just as effortlessly and convincingly as you've been trying to do for the past two days. Isn't that correct? No, sir. That's that's not true. In that hospital, I was, I was. I mean, it, it, I couldn't sit still. I was standing up. I was walking around. I, I was using the bathroom with the lady sitting right there. I was, you know, I was. 
two days into not taking, three days into not taking pills like I had been. So, no, it wasn't effortlessly. But, I mean, I told them what I told them. I don't dispute that I lied. It was all lies, though, is the point, correct? It was. You were asked about the roadside shooting, and, and your intent was to end your life that day, was it not? It was, no question. And, and you were shot but not killed, and then you made up a lie to law enforcement about what happened, right? That's correct. So a few things to take away from here. First of all, like we talked about, if he's willing to lie to police about a violent crime, is he lying now about another violent crime? If he can think to come up with this plot, did he not also plot to kill his family? Again, the theory put forward by the prosecution is that when trouble is at Murdoch's doorstep, he creates bad things. He was about to be exposed for financial crimes. He kills his family. He's fired by his law firm. And then shortly after, he does this. So now Alec Murdoch responds to this by saying, wait a second, my intent here was for me to die. This was not any way connected to what happened to Paul and Maggie. And the lie that you told of an unknown assailant was to try to make people think that the, quote, real guy, bad guys were back again to finish the job. Isn't that true? No, sir, that's not true. That's not the effect that you intended that story to have? Did it have that effect on people that you knew? I Isn't that the exact effect that it had? I don't, I, don't, I don't think there's many people that believe that. No, sir, I know the people that were, I mean, the, the, the people that were closest to me didn't believe that. So, no, when no, accountability is at your door, Mr. Murdoch, bad things happen. Don't, isn't that true? When accountability when is at my doorstep, go ahead. Bad things happen. Uh, what do you mean by bad things? June seventh happened. September fourth happened. I don't believe that June the seventh happened because accountability issues were at my doorstep. Now, I do believe in September that I tried to get a man to help me kill myself because issues were at my doorstep. Every time, or I'm sorry, for the first time in your life of privilege and prominence and wealth, when you were facing accountability, each time, suddenly, you became a victim and everyone ran to your aid. Isn't that true? I mean, I disagree with that, but... I mean, you're, you, what you're... Shame for you're, you is an extraordinary in, provocation. Isn't that true, Mr. Murdoch? Hang on, let me just finish this. You, you, you seem to be implying two dates, June the 7th and September and talking about accountability issues. And I mean, those, to me, those two things are totally different. There were no accountability issues on my doorstep on June the 7th. That's what you say. And in September. Not what other people say. I was trying to, well, no. I mean, there have been a lot of people, well, 
on in in September that wasn't designed to gain me sympathy that was designed for me not to be here because I didn't want my son to have to deal with the wake of the things that I had done but that's not the story you told the story that came out of your mouth right away was the story of you getting attacked by some unknown assailant while you were trying to change a tire and run flats. Well, that's, that's the story that you told. That is the story I told, but that's because the man who shot me did not shoot me that day as I intended. And I had, a, I had to have a story as to how I got shot, so I lied. Again, not every day you have a defendant admitting to so much becomes a question. What will the jury do with all this information? And that's all we have for you here on Sidebar, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jesse Weber. I'll speak to you next time.